And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 245, uh, coming at you this week, aka season three, episode, was it 65 now? It's pretty soon. Pretty soon that numbering system is going to change. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with the 2006 Uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year, MC. (laughs) <laughs> MC, no, who's why? Why is the 2006 time person of the year MC? Oh, well, be, because technically everyone was the 2000. I had to look this up ahead of time. Oh, everyone. Because I figured, oh, because yeah. I figured. Well, it's not just it's not everyone. It's you specifically. You, you are Time Magazine's 2006 person of the year. Um, I figured I'd throw that in as a little joke because you know since our last discussion on on climate change and uh, the fear mongering surrounding it. Uh, your 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 favorite person in the world was declared the new Time Magazine Person of the Year, so I thought I'd throw that in as a little as a little jokey joke uh, for yeah. you there. She she's my favorite person of the year for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, f- go ahead. In- inspired me to learn uh, all about the climate, um, so I know a lot more now than I did before uh, she came around. So. <laughs> And if you would like to discuss that with us, with Time Magazine, 2006 Time Magazine Person of the Year, you uh, can dial 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Are you shocked at all, MC, about her being chosen as as Time Magazine Person of the Year? Are there better qualified individuals? Did you give this any thought, I guess, since we didn't really discuss this part uh, pre-show? I I haven't really gave it too much thought because, uh, you know, Hitler was uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year one time. And I think Stalin was too. So I, I mean, uh, does it does it matter who's on the picture of a magazine? Um, oh well, it it not to us necessarily, but I'm sure people look at it and like you know give the the soft golf clap or whatever. You know, yeah. like, look look what she's done. Um, and I get the comparisons to Stalin and Hitler, uh, but but they weren't like they weren't granted that status of Person of the Year, like in the midst of their terror reign, right? It was like the the preceding up to it when it looked like well maybe they're doing some good for their own country. <laughs> well, like Bernie Sanders, right, and and Venezuela, you know, uh, praising uh, Maduro, right, for the for the longest sure. time. Look how great it is, and look at Castro's Cuba, and look at what they've done. Um, before things go to shit, right? So it's not, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, a fair comparison because they may have been good at one time. They may have been doing right by their community at one time. We would disagree, obviously, um, but I can see where the perception would be there. Um, and for Greta, right? I don't think I don't think Greta Thunberg is like is a Hitler person, right? She's not. I think I think she would. Uh, well, we'll have to see. We will. Um, you know, when when she's old enough to run for office, I she she probably will. Um it and and we'll see uh how author, authoritarian she can be. Uh it seems like there's a, a shift in in politics. Uh you know, the the shift happened first in the US with with the election of Trump. But uh like for example, I think in in Germany, I think it's going to move away from leftist ideology and more towards right-leaning okay um i'm not saying it's a good thing uh because you know you and i know that the right is just as bad as the left but um 
it's moving away from Greta. Um, now, Greta made uh, the, the climate uh, popular to, to talk about again because most people most people don't really care about it. Let's, let's put it that well, way. Well, is that a good thing then? Is it good that it's being brought up as an issue overall, even if her prescription to solve it uh, is a little off base? Is it a good thing that is... Well, I, I think... Like, does, do we need to have a conversation about the climate, I guess? Is it good that it's on the table being discussed? It, mm, I mean, I, I like being educated on, on anything, so I, I think it's good to talk about anything. Uh, but it, is the climate scary? Like, just on its own, yes, it is. Like, there's been lots of uh, people that have died from natural uh, climate uh, catastrophes sure um so but but is it uh is 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 man-made co2 uh gonna cause a catastrophe i i doubt it i don't think so so you know is it is the is the climate worth talking about and learning about uh yes it is you know it could save your life you know if, if you know that that the oceans are going to rise then you need to know to get out of the way you know, maybe maybe not like really fast because you know the rising sure. kind of slow, but uh, you still you know being informed is a good thing, right? And if you if you if you really believe that that the, a warmer Earth will cause more hurricanes, then maybe you want to get away from the water, uh, uh, or maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe well, you just want to you shake your fist at the clouds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of that kind of begs the question because some of that is is what the debate surrounds sure right like the 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 rising the rising tides uh you know as so, part of so the i will say change. it's it's worth de debating the alarmists because the alarmists are wrong uh and they cause unnecessarily unnecessary fear that leads to people like greta but uh so so no i don't think greta did anybody any favors by uh causing more climate hysteria except for maybe uh giving more ammo to the UN and the politicians and uh, the people that, that get uh, research money. Okay. Well, is, I mean, you may, again, I want to go back to this really briefly. You mentioned the rising tides. Is it really alarmism if that's what the science is projecting? Right. If the science, well, there's, there's, there's different numbers that different scientists are projecting and some of them don't line up with measurements. So, uh, the the problem with oceans rising is it's all local. Like local is the only thing that matters. Like so, there's some areas of the world where uh, the land is sinking, and so uh, the ocean is rising because of that. <laughs> um, uh, so in those areas, yeah, you, you need to you know watch out. And there's there's some areas where the land is rising, uh, and that means the ocean is going down. Um, so the, that's that's one issue, but in uh, in a lot of other places of the planet, it's rising at an average rate of one point two millimeters per year. Um, Scary stuff. Now, now the alarmists will say, no, it's actually you know two millimeters per year or one point eight or you know whatever number they give out. Um, so when you look at it at a, at a short enough time frame, you have to realize that that the, the trend. That well, you, you have to wait a long enough time to be able to see a trend, right? Sure. So, if you look at it for one year, and one year it's like 
three millimeters in one spot. Okay, well, yes, if that trend kept going, then uh, it, it would, you know, the, the sea level would rise faster. Um, but that that doesn't happen everywhere, and on on a, and so if if you take a long enough time frame, then you'll you'll see that there really is no identifiable trend. So that and that's that's what the the debate is. Like, well, what is what is the trend? Well, the you know to me the trend is one point two millimeters per year. Now the they're trying to say, oh, we've got these new fancy satellites that can detect, you know the the average sea level for the whole world um and they say it's accelerating but that that satellite data hasn't been around for all that long so um and it, and it's it's such a small number you know right point, well like you said if you, even if it's a global average right that doesn't do anything to give people um information for their specific area right and it's it's such a statistic, statistically small small number that it doesn't yeah it doesn't help people identify what they they should do. Um, so you're still talking you know fifty to hundred years. Oh you know what the you know debating about what the the height of the ocean is is going to be. So um, so that that's just one issue. You know there there's many other issues because well climate change alarmists tell you uh, the climate uh, that, that humans are causing everything. So if there's a drought, humans caused it. If there's a flood, human, humans caused it. That's more if where I a, take issue with the whole thing. Is that, <laughs> if like, there's the a hurricane. caused it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so there's, there's another term I came up with. Uh, the, the term is climate stopper. So if I'm, if I'm a denier, then the opposite of that is the climate stoppers. So that means... If if we reduce greenhouse gases, the climate will stop changing. There will be no more hurricanes, floods, droughts, tornadoes. Uh, the glaciers will stop in their tracks. They they won't recede or grow. Uh, you know, well, like, then, then all we have to do is raise taxes on corporations producing these greenhouse gases to the point where it's prohibitive for them to do so, right? Make it so unprofitable by penalty that done, right? If if they if they have to face like a you know a one trillion dollar fine uh, for every particle of, of greenhouse gas they emit from their factory, right? All of them no, they just shut down the factory, right? Penalty, no no more greenhouse gases, and we have this perfect solution. Well, the the problem is even if if everybody in, on the planet committed mass suicide, so man can no longer contribute, uh, the climate would still change. Yes, and. And and we have a history to prove that, you know, it's been hotter in the past and it's been colder in the past, a lot colder. Uh, Twenty thousand years ago, the sea level was one hundred and fifty feet uh, lower than it is now. I mean, no, high. yeah, lower, lower, because uh, it was all locked up in in ice, like miles of ice. Um, that would be good to avoid. Uh, so rather than alarmism, then, because obviously it's dumb. And the man-made aspect, futile as well. Like, if we're going to have the debate, and we're talking about a a span of fifty to hundred years before it impacts uh, anyone on a local level, right? What what debate should we be having? Like, what do we need to make any changes, or is it more like, no, 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 just be aware 
that if you're in an area where it's starting to rise, you may want to move. And seeing as how you have 50 to 100 years before it happens, uh, it's, a, it's a long move window. Like you, you'll, be, you'll, you'll get out of there in time, right? Like why bother even having the debate if you're talking that far out? What can be done in the meantime? And should anything be done in the meantime? Um, it, well, it, it depends what specific thing you're, you're talking about. You know, it's like if you're worried about polar bears, then you make some, well, the, the status would make some law that says don't shoot the polar bears. And that's what they did. And now polar bears are, you know, fine. The population's rising and uh, they're starting to eat humans again. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and Russia, so you don't want to get so. eaten by a polar bear. Oh, yeah. That's a scary place in general. There's a lot of like bad stuff. Russia and Australia seems to be like the scariest <laughs> natural places to live. In in my mind, right? Sure. Like you go, you know, the, the frozen areas of, you know, Siberia and you've got the bears and the wolves and, you know, whatever. And then you go to Australia and you've got like the most damning things, like creatures you could have on the planet. It's like, why bother? You know? Yeah. And Australia is, they're talking about uh, going through a drought again. So, but that historically. A man-made drought. Historically, they've gone through floods droughts uh you know as far back as uh, there's been people there so right so that's what i'm saying so is it just in for in your mind in your opinion is it just informational like we should we should look at this just because it's it's good to know it's good to learn but there's no real like there's no real policy prescription um whether at the state level right or the the government level to do anything or at the individual level like if individuals don't have to do anything then you just go no yeah Climate's changing, and we'll, you know, when the time comes that we need to alter our behavior uh, in in reaction to that, then we will yeah. do so, so because there's nothing so really to do to prepare in advance. If if you were saying the debate isn't about climate change, and, uh, or if you, uh, I'm sorry, if you if you if you want to make it more specific, and if you, if you want to say see, man-made CO two is is what we're debating, uh, no, changing CO two levels in the atmosphere won't change a whole lot. So that should, you know, any question of, of policy re regarding CO2 levels uh, should, should be thrown out. Um, okay. And, and there's not much we can do about it anyway. So, okay. So the information, seemed, the information basically could be like relegated to the middle of a science text, right? Or a science journal or magazine. Like, well, we've, here's our findings. And then you're like, oh, congratulations. Like every other scientist, you're doing some work. Um, I, sure. I, I mean, this, right? um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you, what you want from me. What, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I'm just, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out a way where this what, is like. What you, what you should care about? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I don't really, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the whole point. Like t some people don't care. I, I think. From from what I've learned over the last month, I think it's quite fascinating all the changes that the planet has gone through historically. Yeah, and um, I don't even care what, to research that. I just what, I know it to be true, but I couldn't what, give you specifics. What What also is interesting is is nobody precisely knows what caused the last ice age or what caused the end of the last ice age, right? So the 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 biggest swings in temperature, scientists still are debating on and so uh there there's there's still a lot unknown and that's why it's interesting yeah 
And so, so when when they bring up the CO two thing, and that the, it's a theory that they're changing the data of the past to to match their theory, and and it's it's fraud. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I get, for for me, I look at I look at the globe, and I go like, right now, I currently live in a fairly in a colder climate, right? You know, in the New England, uh, New Hampshire, part of the United States. And so for part of the year, it's, you know, balls cold. And for part of the year, it's like, it's moderately warm. Like, I don't, I don't think it got up to, to like triple digits over the summer. And then I, but I look at the globe and I go, okay, there's like there, the, the extreme Southern part of the globe and the extreme Northern part of the globe are relatively, uh, inhospitable, right? Like no one is surviving at the, at the polar extremes, Right, like, oh, it's like, oh, I, we went skiing through like Antarctica, and we like, you know, chick made a sandwich and put it on the pole, right? But you got to like ski for sixteen days to get there or whatever, and you know, who cares? And you know, and the middle of the globe is like, oh, this, this is the beautiful, the the most beautiful place in the world, like, oh, tropical climates and and whatever. And I go, well, and they and then they say like, well, if the climate changes, right, those places like that middle, the belt, the belt of the world. Uh, becomes unlivable and I just go like okay so everyone just like move north or south of that and the climate will be you know similar to what you're used to and the poles become more hospitable than they were before right so all of a sudden it's just like it's a just a human migration north or south of the center yeah. um, well and then the middle becomes the inhospitable for you know whatever uh, 20,000 50,000 years or whatever during the medieval warming period people were farming on greenland right and when the climate changed and it got colder and we went to the little ice age uh they all died or moved (laughs) (laughs) and we live in a world where it's much easier to move now it's it's much easier to move than die it it truly is (laughs) and uh and unless you know you got it you know somebody with a government gun uh saying you can't move there um so yeah, the the biggest threat to humans is is government, and I think that's important to uh, distinction to make. You know, if you if you're worried about humans, then uh, you got to you know make your priorities. Sure. But um, yeah, and so then the the ice age, the little ice age ended, and there's actually parts. You know, I just watched a sixty minutes video. They're they're growing cauliflower on Greenland again. Sweet. It's like, and they and they said that was terrifying evidence of man-made climate change. It's like, what is terrifying about that? I, I am. You're <laughs> opening up more farmland, right? <laughs> there's a there's a food shortage across the globe, and now we can farm in more areas. And uh, but 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 climate change. Yeah. I don't know. Now, definitely, I wrap this up. Just definitely not worthy. Uh, the issue in general, not worthy of consideration. And being like the the sixteen year old yelling at everybody for worrying about it and create and causing alarm, uh, definitely not worthy yeah. of of. And so, yeah, if you praise, if you did study it, you should study it to find out the the good things about global warming uh, or climate change, because um, the 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 danger that the policymakers could do or the harm that the policymakers could do is is more dangerous. Uh, than the actual climate. 
Yeah, and 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 from for this show, right? That's the big thing, right? Even if it's true, right? Even if you grant everything that she said, the government still shouldn't be involved in whatever the solution is going to be, and penalizing companies and taxing people more uh, doesn't help change the climate at yeah. all. Yeah, right? taking taking money away from people doesn't help them <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> at all. All right. Moving on. So I brought this. I brought this up pre-show, MC, because there, uh, I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I I am now the. Uh, I don't want to say proud, but I am now the owner of one of those spy devices uh, that you put in your house. Uh, uh, well, hear me out. Poor rich. Poor rich. Well, I haven't even hooked it up yet. But it was. Here's the thing, right? It's it's not a device that I I sought out. Right, I wasn't looking for, I wasn't looking for this. I had no intention. Well, I'll take that word back. I had no desire, no goal to put one of these in my house. Um, but if you're a conspiracy theorist, right? Here's here's more evidence for you, because I now have the Amazon Echo input, um, and the only reason I have it was because it was only ten bucks, right? And so for, for everyone, all the, cons- all the actual conspiracy theorists out there go like, oh, it's a spy device and you would never want to put that in your house because all they're going to do is listen into your, your calls. I go, well, for a period of time you had me, but you didn't have me because it was a spy device. You had me because it was like, yeah, it's expensive and basically unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> but for 10 bucks, I'll give it a shot. You know, <laughs> like uh, 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 M's, M had one in her house. Apparently her brothers loaded up. And her dad's loaded up with these things. So they're not concerned. I just had no use for it before. Um, but for 10 bucks, I'll figure something out. So the conspiracy side of me goes like, well, that's the ticket, right? If the, if the barrier to entry to getting these in every single home was, was uh, cost and, and money related, I think they've torn that down, right? Because for 10, for 10 bucks, you could put this in every house, you know? There, there, uh, there's, there's nary a handful of houses that can't afford, you know, a, a $10 spy device. Um, but now I've got one. And, uh, the only reason I bring it up, cause I asked you pre-show MC, if, if you were one of those conspiracy theorists, uh, that were like, that would be concerned about having Alexa listening in to all of your conversations and, and, you know, the microphone always being on, um, and you tied it in nicely. Uh, I think to what we should really be concerned about when it comes to the data. Um, so you said you don't have an Alexa, um, but go ahead and, and just brief us again on what you told me pre-show about the, the data concern, if you will. So the data concern, uh, well, uh, I, I'm not worried so much. Like for example, I have a phone, cell phone, um, so you dun, can say, dun, oh, okay, you've got a camera and a microphone. You know, the government could could listen in on you at any time. Um, yeah, that's that's and I think, exactly what I would say. And I and I think they would have to first target target you first before they would access you know your real time voice or or video. Um, so I'm I'm not really so worried about that happening to me. Um, what I my bigger concern is is uh, the government storing everything that I've ever posted online or uh, sent in an email or uh, uh, th- things like that that are 
that eventually that could be used uh, in a case against me. Sure, um, but you're on so, Facebook and you use Gmail as am I and as I do. Right, and so if if I was if I was concerned, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have the the Alexa because they I think they probably do store too much voice recordings, uh, more, probably more than they need, and I I think the government probably has access to them. Um, the same as the government has access to Gmail's accounts and. Uh, probably Microsoft. Um, so, uh, if if I was concerned, I would I would get rid of all those things. Uh, sure. But what what I wouldn't do, I wouldn't get rid of my phone. I would still have my phone, uh, but I just wouldn't use Facebook. So Facebook likes likes to listen all the time, anytime they can. Um, Which I'm grateful for on occasion, by the way. Sure. <laughs> Because I, I told you I told you this story off the air as well. I just ordered uh, some uh, off a of Kickstarter some new pans uh, for our kitchen, right? And f- some months ago, Facebook was like feeding me ads uh, for for you know nice cast iron pans, and I wasn't in the market at that time. And then when I re-entered the market for those things, like I wasn't getting the ads. I was like, come on, like I was like just talking to my phone, like fucking cast iron pans, give me some cat, you know. I would search for it on Facebook. Maybe they maybe if they see my search history that I'm looking for this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll submit it. But no, what happened was like you know so, uh, another one of my friends on Facebook posted something that said like you know hey if you, if you just want something just go ahead and tell Facebook, and I replied to her comment right saying like I really hope this is true because I could really use some cast iron pans, you know. And sure enough, shortly thereafter, like within the day, because I, I replied to my comment later saying, thank you finally for showing me the ads that I want to see. Uh, <laughs> shortly, shortly thereafter was the list, right? Like sure. it, it came back to me. Um, so yeah, so it, it, I'm totally with you that it does. And yet, I'm still not concerned about it because th- the stuff that gets advertised to me that I'm not interested in gets ignored. Um, but certain things, I want to see what's available. Right, I want I want to be marketed to in such a way that causes me to purchase products that I would value. And in sure. this case, I and, did. And those are the the market reasons for either wanting it or not wanting it. Um, some people don't like to be sold stuff all the time, and and maybe uh, you know for for people like me, it's it would be a bad thing because uh, I I probably shouldn't buy things. Um, <laughs> Because I've already got enough, but um, that's true so, for most people, though. Most people so, have enough. It's just about you know. So the market reasons. The experience. The market reasons is one thing, but you're, I I I believe there's probably uh, an, enough uh, data on probably every individual in, in the U.S. Uh, to put them in prison for for what you know for if if the government wanted to make a case against them. So okay, I I think that part of it is dangerous. I think having you know everything, having a record of you know everything you do, uh, on online stored by somebody is 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 quite dangerous. So, um, okay. a, am I still going to allow them to do it? You know, I, do I still you know I still use Gmail, I still use Outlook, I you know still use uh, Facebook even. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm not really worried about being targeted so much. 
but it, does it have a cooling effect? I would say yes. So I might not participate in some forms of activism because I don't want to be targeted uh, by the government and have them, you know, go through my whole life and try to find something uh, I said or did, uh, you know, and wrong. disparage your reputation. Sure. Okay. So the the two biggest examples that we have for this data collection problem or issue, right, is uh, is the UK and China, right? Like the 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 UK is you know as surveillance of a as surveilled of a society as you can get. Uh, and China, you know, with their, uh, well, man, what's the, what's the, the social credit program, right? Seems, seems to be a little, uh, on the Orwellian side, I guess not, not finding the words I want. Uh, but in the UK, right. They they have cameras everywhere. They're being monitored all the time. Um, and I go like, well, it's overload, right? There's, there's no way all those cameras are working. Number one, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen articles or stories or reports that like, no, most of them are just, you know, it's the, most of them are just there for show um, because there's no way to monitor all that. And even if they could monitor all that, there, there's no way to like sift through that information in any valuable or meaningful way. So it, the only thing it does is serve as a chilling effect or a cooling effect sure. um, where people know that they're being surveilled and same with China. Right with the social credit, um, at some point it gets so ridiculous, right? Like, oh no, look at look, we've got him on the big screen jaywalking, right? You know, boo on him. Don't serve him a hot meal because he crossed the street at the wrong spot, right? At some point, you know, I would hope maybe maybe the Chinese culture is different, but that the the people just don't give a shit, right? Like it becomes it becomes so overwhelming uh, of a of a social credit that it just it gets completely ignored. Because like you said, with all that data, anyone they choose to be criminalized will be. And if anyone can be, well, then it, does, it, you know, it doesn't hold any water. Like uh, the, the California proposition, whatever, where everything is a cancer risk, right? Like, oh, you got to have your, your California warning on this product because yeah, whatever it is causes cancer. Where most Californians don't give a shit, right? They go, yeah, the stupid law, but you know. It's it's good as any place else in the world, right? We know we know what the bad stuff is, and we know that you know this bag of Fritos is probably not going to be cancer causing, right? There's no warning in Arizona. <laughs> there's no warning, you know, in Las Vegas uh, or Nevada. There's no warning in Oregon. Uh, we're not really that concerned. I'm going to go ahead and eat the bag of chips, right? You know, but oh, but you has got the California proposition where it has to have the warning on there, so it gets ignored, right? You know, um, was it Snowden here also with you know the the NSA surveillance? Um, like all that data, all that data being collected, all that beta data being stored, but there's no like actionable intelligence that can be garnered from it because there's too much to sift through. Like all the important stuff gets buried under the mundane. Um, so, is it, so is it, is it even effective? Like, do I have to, if I hook up this echo, right? Do I even have to worry about what data Amazon has? Right, like, am I, you know, what what are the chances that I'm like the the one box that they collect, you know, the the random uh, audio from that's going to be used down the line, right? You know, there's millions of Alexa users, uh, uh you know, uh, around the globe, and they're if they're collecting all that data, what would be the point of like, you know, what what could they actually do with my voice on tape, you know, that they would well, even bother to look through? 
And that's the thing. Nothing unless they decide to target you. And so right. that's that's what I'm saying is that eventually the politics could change in the country where they they go back 20 years and they were like, "Oh, Rich said this. Uh we can arrest him for that because he's a terrorist obviously." Um, sure. And and you know, they they could do that. <laughs> there's right. There's a but if I'm ever targeted by the government, is that are they really going to rely on like twenty year old evidence, like actual evidence, or are they just going to make shit up on the spot, you know, because everyone will believe them anyway, right? They don't they don't need the data to to target someone and to, and yeah. to falsify information, right? They make up shit all the time. I, I I think it gives them easier justification to do so, though. Okay, so it's. You know, even even though it's a government and they can, you know, they they pretty much can do whatever they want to anybody uh, with no repercussion. They they still have to fool themselves into believing they they have the okay. right to do it. So, so yeah, I think. Uh, uh, like by the time that comes, you're talking about like twenty year old information. By the time that comes, is it going to be easier to dig through all the Alexa voice commands that I put in over the course of twenty years to find the sure. one that violates it, their new policy, or is it just easier to go like, no, he said it. We have the record of him saying it and then just falsify it. Like who, who, at that point, who are they trying to convince other than themselves? Right. My, my circle well, that, of people that's the are whole point. Me. Once, yeah. once, once, once they convince themselves, then they can kill you for it. So, well, yeah. And there's, uh, there's nothing like what would I, what would I do? It, you know, if I didn't have this echo for the, for the next 20 years, right? It, am I then protected if I, you know, if they, they target me well, anyway? Quite, quite possibly. And that's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm saying is is that this this big uh, uh, collection of information can be used in, in ways that we haven't predicted yet. Yeah, I hear you. I'm just I guess I I remain I remain unconvinced that if I'm ever targeted, you know, for uh, for op, for opposing the state, right, that they're going to need any evidence at all to, to take me out. <laughs> Right, guilty just, as charged. <laughs> right, like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do they need evidence? I mean, look, okay, let's let's look at Guantanamo. Right, that that's been in operation for fucking damn near you know 20 years now, or 18 18 plus years. Um, you know, with with not with ter- terrorists from around the world um, who've been you know black bagged, thrown in there, never never released, never charged, right, never convicted of anything, never even tried of anything. Right, they just languish at Guantanamo Bay. Like where, where is and and for a while there was some outrage. Right, there was like, hey, you can't just do people due process. They shouted from the rooftops. Right, these people are oh due process, and they go like, well, we had a military trial and convicted under military tribunal rules. There's they don't get the due process because they are terrorists, and so on. Right. So, <laughs> so, so what, what am I concerned about? Right. If that's going to happen, if that's, if that's the fate, right. Of opposing the, the grand high U S government and they've already, they're already doing that out in the open, right. There, no one's like denying that well, Guantanamo Bay exists and that those things aren't happening. When, when they go to try to find out who, who to arrest, uh, the, the, the record that we have created for them will make us easier to find. That may be true. I'll, I'll grant but you that. Not, not that we're hiding anyway. But. That's the, that's the thing, right? I'm not I'm not doing things underground. I'm not doing I'm doing I'm you know I'm I I I work in plain sight, man. 
I I fight I fight back in plain sight as much you know I'm not I'm not taking the fight to them per se right I'm not out there uh, you know uh, uh, hucking snowballs at at police officers or you know but flattening tires of of cop cars when I, when they drive by or whatever you know but at the same time like I don't you know I've I think I've I th- I think maybe not here in New Hampshire yet because I haven't I haven't you know knock on wood haven't had many interactions with the police. Um, but you know, in, in Hawaii, when I was there, like I was a known commodity at the prosecutor's office, you know, for all the little the shenanigans that I played every time they, they wanted to harass me, you know? So like, they knew who I am. They knew who I was, you know, they you know, I've shared this story before the prosecutor comes up and he goes like, we know you're an anarchist and you don't pay your fines. We want to make a deal. I go, hey, great. Now, now we're on the same, now this is working out. Now, if you can get the cops to know that as well and just leave me alone, right? Step, you know, progress to step two, right? Um, which, you know, didn't come to fruition and then I moved. So I don't, I won't even get into that. <laughs> but if I, if, you know, like you said, I'm not, I'm not doing it on the underground. I'm not trying to hide. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I do this show. I, I do the nationally syndicated radio show, Free Talk Live, right? I'm, I'm a vocal uh, opposition to the state and the government, um, so I don't, so what I'm saying, I don't think they need, they wouldn't need if they ever targeted me, right. I'm not, I'm not looking to be targeted either, but if they ever did, I, I don't think they're, they're going to be relying on my, my Gmail history or, <laughs> or my Alexa recordings to, to, you know, to, to take me away and black bag. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that as being the problem, right. You know, for, for me, if if I turn on the Alexa and all of a sudden, like my Amazon, my daily Amazon emails is for stuff that I might be interested in, as opposed to stuff that I've already got or stuff that's already on my wish list, great, right? Then that's that. I would I would say like I'm okay with that because I you know I check my Gmail in the morning. It's associated with my Amazon. Uh, that's actually not Gmail, but whatever. And it's like you know they go like, hey, we think you might be interested in this. I go, yeah, duh, because it's on my wish list, right? It's been on my wish list for years. <laughs> what I'm waiting for is the price to be right for me to pull the trigger and make the purchase. You're not showing me anything new, Amazon, you know, or or they're like, hey, we saw that you looked at this, so we thought you might be interested in this. I go, well, yeah, because I looked at that too, you know. <laughs> like, show me something new to, to, to either, like, you know, show me a better price or show me a better product, or show me something, and right now I'm not getting that, right? Like, if, you, if you're going to make, if you're going to target advertising towards me, at least make it good, right? There's a there's a joke uh, online somewhere, he goes like, yeah, yeah, Amazon, I got it. You know, I bought a toilet seat because I need a new toilet seat. I'm not a collector. You don't have to keep showing me ads for <laughs> toilet seats, right? It's a, it's a one-time purchase, and we're done. So clearly, you know, there's... <laughs> Clearly, there's bugs to be worked out in the targeted advertising realm, um, but I know I don't mind it at all. Like I'm not, I don't get hung up on um, the the surveillance aspect of it, right? Like they know what you want to buy. I'm like, good, because I want to buy it. You know, <laughs> find a way to sell it to me that we that we can agree upon. Like I'm looking for these things, and like I said before, the the stuff that I'm not interested in uh, doesn't even like register in my brain, right? Um, we can talk about this a little bit, like the the uh, the law of attraction, or you know, uh, focusing your mind on things that you want. That you know, this, uh, you know, the the theater of the mind type of thing, where you go like, you ever notice that once you buy a car, like you see a lot of that same car on the road? Uh, yeah, I do. You know, and you test this out. Just like, just keep every day. Just think, blue feather, blue feather, blue feather, and pretty soon you will see a blue feather. 
And I go, okay, great. You know, because, you know, that's that's a natural thing within humans for like pattern recognition um, and, and and you know, well, basically that pattern recognition and, and uh, not coincidences, but, you know, th- things that appear. I'm losing the words again, but you know what I'm talking about. So the law of attraction. Uh, so when, you know, so when I'm looking for, so when I'm looking for something uh, that I'm, I'm already interested in, right, it's on the front of my mind and I see an advertisement for it, that advertisement is going to stick out because I'm already on the lookout for it. I'm looking for that object in, in some form or fashion. And things that are not on the front of my mind, right, get ignored. They go to the back burner. Like, I don't even remember the ads that I've seen for products that I'm not interested in until such a time as I might be become interested in them. But I don't think it's, be, I don't think it's as subliminal, uh, or subliminal as I've seen the ad over and over and over again, and all of a sudden I want the product. Right. It does. It's never worked like that for me. Right. It's never been like, wow, I, I've seen this ad so many times all of a sudden. Yeah. Why not get it? You know, it's oh, now that I need it, you know, um, the other thing, you know, I was talking to, uh, uh, an acquaintance, um, again, Facebook ads, cause I buy stuff from Facebook ads all the time, but it's stuff that I, I might be interested in. Um, and I bought, uh, like these, uh, neck sleeves from some company off of Facebook right? They're like flan- fleece line neck sleeves. And I go, well, they're, they're great because they're, they're lighter and thinner and easier to carry around than a scarf. And they were like eight for 24 bucks or some, some weird, like five for 20 or eight for, uh, they had a sale recently, eight for 24, you know? So they're cheap. And I go like, it's better than a scarf and it's more useful than a scarf. And the reason I was looking for it and the reason I bought it was because last year I was trying to find something better than a scarf to carry around. And all of a sudden, again, thank you, Facebook ads. Bing! And it goes, here's something better than a scarf. And it's so cheap, you almost can't avoid it, you know, just to try it out. You know, <laughs> five, five for 20, even if I don't like it, right? It's like, well, it's only 20 bucks. Like, who cares? You know, that type of thing. So the, the, the subliminal nature of it just is beyond me. Um, and I like the targeted ads. Like I, I prefer that than just the, the nothing that I see anyway. The ads that aren't targeted toward me don't even register in my brain and they never will until such a time as I, I, I'm looking for something. And then like the pans, right? I go back to it. I go like, where are these ads? Now that I'm actually ready to make a purchase, where the fuck are these ads? <laughs> and they're nowhere to be seen until until I you know like you know, play around with the algorithm, I guess, and to to force the ads to be shown to me, you know. And then then I'm happy, right? I'm like, oh, well, good. Now I remember. Now all the ones that they showed me before that I didn't care anything about, you know, my memory has been jogged. The brands I that the brands that you showed me before, I can now go do research on. Right, I can go look at what else is available, the deals, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and I and I care not uh, again <laughs> that at some point, you know, the the almighty United States government is going to come crashing down. Like we know you looked at these things, and all of a sudden, this particular items become illegal. Right, uh, kitchen knives. But I bought a lot of kitchen knives, not necessarily off Facebook ads. Uh, but if I were in Britain, right, my whole my whole like chef knife collection would be mandated illegal. <laughs> uh, right, I doubt. I doubt they're gonna like they're knocking on my door. What's that? There was a guy. There was a guy in and no, in the U.S. There was a guy in the U.S. He made a YouTube video, and he put a link to a to a company that sells kitchen knives. God forbid. 
So, okay. So a guy in, in, in Britain shared the American video in, with other people in Great Britain. And the police uh, went to him and, and questioned him, formally questioned him about the ad or about the video that he shared because there was a link to a, a knife company uh, below the video. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking take him away. Lock him up forever. Right. Because he shared a video about it. Right. It didn't even have a, the video had nothing to do with the knives, but the, there was a link to advertisement about kitchen knives. See, if that's what we're talking about, right, if, we, if, that's, if that's the future that we're talking about, let's just, let's just start fighting back already. Well, right. yeah, start fighting back or leave, right? I guess. Or leave, yeah. <laughs> like if if you if 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 my future is getting harassed because of because of a video with a link to it that has nothing to do with you know freedom or liberty or anything like that, right? If that's where we're headed, you know, we can, we can either we can either allow that to happen and go down the road of like North Korea where it's you know too late to fight back kind of a thing, yeah, or Venezuela, or, or Venezuela, yeah, or before that happens. Right, we go like, no, we're not going to let that happen here. Right, we're not, we're not going to tolerate a society that allows the cops to harass people for YouTube videos with links to to chef knives. Right, like I don't want to live in that society. And if that's you know that could end, that could very well be like the hill to die on, kind of a thing. Right, there's the live free or die state. At least where I'm at, uh, there there comes a time where you go like, no, nah, we we've had enough. We've had enough. We've tolerated your BS for long enough. And if we're if we're gonna if you're gonna turn if you're gonna turn this area into the type of place where people get harassed for sharing YouTube videos unrelated to the product in question, um, then yeah, we're, we're you, you know it, it's the, the 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 line in the sand has been drawn, and I think I'm willing to draw it there. Personally, I think I'm willing to draw it there. Like if that was me <laughs> in the UK, I'd bounce. Right? That's just so dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> The first time they come knocking on the door, going, like, "We heard about that YouTube video you shared that's so, linked to that American site." So, so the worst part about it is, the the guy in in the U.S. he made an apology video, apologizing for inadvertently getting that guy you know targeted by the police. It's <laughs> so retarded. Like, why would you apologize for something the UK police did? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could have been like a half-hearted apology, like, "Dude, I'm so sorry it, for what happened to you." Kind it of didn't. Thing. It didn't sound like it at all. Oh, okay. it, sound, it sounded like he was like, "Oh, I'll never do that again. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to put any links to." I mean, he was serious. I was, I was like, Goddamn "What boomers. really?" <laughs> That's brainwashing right there. For him to even feel any bit of responsibility, exactly, for that exactly, shows how conditioned he is. Yeah, yeah. No, not here. Now, I think I've I think I've got enough people. I hopefully I'm surrounded by enough freedom-minded, liberty-minded individuals that if, if 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 they started rounding us up for YouTube videos with links to like average everyday home equipment, you know, like um, I don't I don't want to speak too much of it, but um, one of our uh, nobody the the guy running for governor was sharing a story with me, and I don't know where it is if it got thrown out or whatever, but he was um, he was doing also doing kitchen work and yard work. And so he had like uh, a machete in his car and they pulled him over and then arrested him for having like a deadly weapon. Right? Like, no, it's a tool, dude. Like if, if, I'm, if I'm doing yard work, it's a machete. 
And I'm like, dude, you know, I've got, I've got a 14 inch butcher knife, right? Cause I thought it was cool and it was cheap and I was going to, you know, do some uh, woodwork and replace the handle that never happened. Um, but it's like, it looks like it's about this. It's good size. It's a good size kitchen knife, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a kitchen tool, you know? And if I were to, if, and you know, when I, when I was working in restaurants and that might happen again, I carry my knife set with me to work. So it's in my car, right? If I get pulled over, it's like, Oh my God, he's got fucking kitchen knives in his car. I wouldn't tolerate that. Like that would, that's, that's like a line drawn. Not that I'm going to have a, a fight with the cops in the moment. Um, but I don't think, I, I think I would get the support of the, of the community, number one. Um, and I would fight that so goddamn hard as much as possible. Um, and then if there's like, if it's jail time for, you know, having my knife set in the car, traveling to work, to and from work, just because the cops were scared when they pulled me over, um, I think I would come out with a, a, a more uh, compulsion to actually fight back. Like that, mm-hmm. that would be that would be the end of it. That's like that's kill dozer time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it's so really, and you know I and I, I don't know what the status of that is, but he you know he he's been fighting this back and forth for like but over a year now because he told me about it when I first met him uh, a little over a year ago, uh, and I don't think it's been resolved at all. Maybe it has and I just missed it, but either way, so dumb, right? Why, why do we tolerate this as, as a society, as a community where a gardener can't carry a machete, right? Or, or, or a chef can't carry kitchen knives, right? Because, oh my God, it might be so get So it's too dangerous to have in the vehicle. If you're ever, you know, being harassed by the cops, you know, well, just leave it alone, right? You know, you've got the guns. Obviously I'm not attacking you with the knives, they're just there because I use them as a tool. All right. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> anyway, back to the back to the echo. I'm not concerned. If they're going to come get me, they can come get me for some dumb shit. I don't really care if, if they know what kind of Christmas music I'm going to start playing through the echo system. Uh, <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, yeah, so, so I would guess, you know, the people that are probably most concerned about it are probably the political types. And so... If if you're a politician, uh, don't get a Amazon Echo because um, it will be used against you. <laughs> that may be true, especially if you you know like uh, what uh, Epstein and all his little his black book. Of oh yeah, people like you got to know better than that. If like if that's your end game, you would have to like be on top or have the black book. But if someone else has your information and you're doing like uh, unseemly things, uh, yeah, probably not. You know probably a good idea to stay away from that but i don't i don't think in my life i'm doing i've done anything uh that even comes close uh to like warranting that sort of attention right like i, I don't have a private island well, i don't have a private jet you also don't plan on running for office either so also true so <laughs> so whatever I'm, I'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask alexa to play some music later on and, and we'll see how well she listens all right. <laughs> All right. Do you want do you want to do headlines? We got time for headlines. Sure. All right. Headlines. Uh, want the government to defend families from porn? Child Protective Services should be a cautionary tale. Uh, headline: Drug recognition experts arresting innocent sober people for DUI at alarming rate, all based on a hunch. A headline: Portland Commission's plan to allow room to rest sparks controversy. Uh, headline, Australian firefighters tackling mega blaze crowdfund for own safety masks. Uh, headline, should public buses be free to ride? 
And finally, headline, uh, comedian Mike Ward refuses to pay for joke about disabled boy. That's that's a Canadian uh, story. Uh, Any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Oh, they arresting people for on a hunch. On a hunch. Okay. Uh, Headline, drug recognition experts arrest innocent sober people for DUI at alarming rate, all based on a hunch. Uh, This comes from the Free Thought Project. Uh, they have reported on numerous occasions motorists in police state USA are snagging DUI charges for being stone cold sober. Roadside extortionists with badges calling themselves experts are the main culprits according to several sources. Now it seems mainstream news media outlets are catching up on the sanctioned extortion and bravely reporting on the phenomena. According to ABC 15 Arizona. Stone-cold sober drivers in Phoenix, Arizona are getting DUIs and have to spend thousands of dollars proving their innocence. It seems the source of this misunderstanding and illegitimate arrest, once again, comes from drug recognition experts, uh, DREs, cops with badges and fancy titles who claim they can look at a motorist and on observation alone determine if someone is impaired. Uh, you'd have to be God to know if someone is under the influence by simply looking at them. Uh, with that being the issue, worse still is the fact that DRE's testimony often holds up in court without so much as a failed breathalyzer or dirty toxicology report showing alcohol and drugs in someone's system. One Phoenix cop in particular, Officer David Morris, has made 56 DUI arrests since April 2018 in a state which annually doles out over 21,000 DUIs per year. Morris's numbers are not at all that astounding. It's just that several of his alleged perpetrators, whom he arrested for DUI, were absolutely, completely, 100% sober. Uh, Tasha McConnell said her DUI was traumatizing. She said she was pulled over for failing to come to a complete stop at a stop sign, but that Morris wanted to dig into her drug history immediately, asking her what drugs she was taking, prescription or otherwise. He told her her eye tremors were giving it away and his supposed DRE experience made an expert at determining impairment. Uh, McConnell told the press, it was quite embarrassing. I knew I did nothing wrong. They just kept sticking to asking me what drugs I was on. He asked me if I was on marijuana. He insisted I was on harder drugs. Uh, Mike Toth also got arrested and charged for DUI after revealing to Morris he was taking antacids for his acid reflux. The officer involved in his arrest allegedly told them even acid pills could impair his judgment. Seriously. (laughs) Originally pulled over for failing to maintain his lane, Toth described what happened next. They said, well, that could impede your judgment skills. And I said, heartburn pills? Incredulously, Phoenix PD and its leaders failed to see a problem in their officers' actions in depriving people of their freedom, humiliating them, forcing them to lose sleep and fight for their good name. No, the chain of command seems more content with business as usual than ensuring the public is fairly protected against unlawful arrests, searches, and seizures. Phoenix PD Detective Kemp Layden defends his DRE's officer's action saying, in effect, even though the motorist blood's tests were clean, there's still doubt as to whether or not they're impaired. Layden said, a clear tox does not necessarily exonerate a person beyond any shadow of a doubt. (laughs) Kemp and his so-called experts, uh, phony experts according to uh, many police accountability activists, quite possibly may be the latest iteration in policing for profit. Here's the possible scam. 
Get enough cops certified as experts at detecting drugs, and the system can be flooded with many more DUI cases, fattening the wallets of DUI lawyers, filling the prosecutor's docket, enriching the court by way of court fees, and getting the crooked judges who go along with it to easily get reelected for being tough on crime. Yeah, right. It's the antithesis of being tough on crime. It's actually condoning highway robbery. Let's face it, experts are developed, not rubber-stamped. They're learned, educated people who can lecture on a topic without referring to their notes. What they are not are high school graduate cops who can sniff out drugs better than a drug dog by filling out a checklist and declaring someone to be under the influence. It's one of the scariest scams we're aware of, and we've reported on it many times before in states all across the Union. One, uh, our readers may remember a Buckeye, Arizona cop who was also a DRE. He believed a child with autism was under the influence of drugs while he was uh, stimming, fidgeting with string. It's what some autistic kids do to dis- dis- distress. I mean, I think they said de-stress. It says distress. Uh, Officer David Grossman threw the boy down onto the ground, injuring him to the point of surgery and costing the taxpayers $5 million when they sued. Yep, that kind of expert, the kind who cannot tell an autistic kid from a meth head. Uh, we interviewed a mid-30s Colorado man who got a DUI in Phoenix while sober as the day is long. He stated he got a DUI one evening while serving as the designated driver for his friend squad. Unfortunately for David, a Phoenix police officer pulled him over, gave him a field sobriety test, which he failed, and cited him for DUI. David said he failed the roadside test because he had a debilitating physical condition called vertigo, and he simply has difficulty balancing on his feet. David claims his ailment in no way affects his driving. He said he blew .000 on the breathalyzer, and even with a clean toxicology report, the DUI stuck. That's right, America. The cops who are sworn to protect and serve you your constitutional rights are the same ones who can lie and say you're impaired without any proof and it will stand up in a court of law. That's precisely why we need police activists and accountability advocates. The DRE scam is one such example of how cops are getting away with expert extortion, and there's not a damn thing anyone can do about it. Uh, so your thoughts, MC? Have you ever gotten a DUI or been pulled over with this nonsense? Uh, not not for DUI, no. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty fortunate. That's never happened to me. Um, what about the scam? Have you ever been? Because I've been. I'll, I'll share mine with you uh, briefly. Well, then. Go ahead. Yeah, not, nothing like nothing like that. But I think the the worst the worst I've ever got pulled over for was uh, a backseat passenger didn't have the seatbelt on. And oh so God they, forbid! So I, got, I got a ticket for for the backseat, and this this is in a basically a parking lot. You know the 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 road that goes around the airport. You know, sure. pick pick somebody up at the airport. They get in. I take off. Uh, yeah, I'm not too worried in the in the airport parking lot if the guy has a seatbelt on. Not that I would be anyway. I don't care about anybody in the back seat that has a seatbelt <laughs> on or not. <laughs> Any, especially and 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 uh, a 38 year old male. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if he. What am it's I supposed free to will do? And choice. I'm I'm supposed to stop the car until until he puts a seatbelt on and give me a break. You know, I once I once did that with my ex's uh, uh, sisters, but my ex's like nephew, because I'm like, hey, we might be in the parking lot, but buckle the kid up, you know. Sure. Let's 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 not be silly about this. But I'm not going anywhere until I uh, until I'm satisfied 
that the kid is safe in the car. So yeah, kids maybe. is you know like I said, I, I've said it in the past. It's it's kind of like a responsibility thing. Sure. Uh, there comes a certain age where uh, they're on their own. <laughs> yeah. But I was uh, the the story that I had was I was uh, on a date and I got pulled over on our way home and my date. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll call it a friend date because we never actually dated, dated, but it was like, she was, I was, I was going to like a formal thing and she was my date to the thing, um, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we, we were at the function and I had like no drugs, didn't drink. She knows that I don't drink. Uh, and then we get pulled over on the, on my way home to like drop her off. Uh, and the, you know, the, the cop pulls down the window and he's like, I smell alcohol. Have you been drinking? And I didn't even answer his question, right? I just turned to her and said, see, this is what I'm talking about, right? Because she had heard me, you know, rant about police abuse and misconduct before, uh, but never really believed that this is what actually happens at on roadside. I was like, no, they could. She was young and impressionable and believed that, you know, there's no way that they could get away with this. So my first <laughs> thing, so I didn't answer him. I turned to her and said, see, this is what I'm talking about. We both know that there's like there's no alcohol. I haven't been drinking at all, so there's whatever you're smelling is clearly not it. Um, but if this was like Phoenix or whatever, uh, he could have made something up and arrested me, and you know, left her stranded on the side of the highway. Uh, and you know, to to my earlier point about them making stuff up, right? Like they don't need evidence. <laughs> they clearly don't need evidence um, to to harass people. They just they just make it up as they go along, and all these experts. Uh, on you know DUI and sober drinking or whatever, you can have zero zero alcohol in your blood from toxicology. You can blow a triple zero on the breathalyzer test, and the DUI still sticks because some asshole expert who claims he can tell whether or not you're impaired uh, is all the judge really cares about. Fight back! All right, anything else? Oh no. Final thoughts? No. All right, wrap it up. That'll do it for us, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.